And so how are we going to start the work week? How about a major winter storm? It looks calm and quiet outside right now, but 24 hours from now, a much different story. In fact, even 18 hours from now, the brunt of it will be arriving to the tri-state, bringing the potential for heavy snow. And see that video on the left side of your screen out of Arkansas? That's snow from the same storm system that's heading our way. I'll time it out, give you the updated look at totals as well. Wow. All right. Special Monday ahead, though. Michelle yeah. Charlesworth joining us here at the desk. Too bad for you. <laughs> Great no, for us. Great for There's us. a lot to talk about, including some yeah. top stories that we're following at the 10 a.m. hour. This change here in New York that makes hiding those added fees for using your credit card illegal. And then investigator Jan Dan Krauth is coming in to talk about the latest episode of True Crime NYC, dubbed the senior serial killer, a man accused of killing well into his 80s. And Dan has been digging into the case. Of course, we're talking Super Bowl from the Chiefs historic back to back win to the stars who watched it all go down and broke the Internet in the meantime. We have all the details on what went down with Super Bowl 58 ushers halftime performance as well. The kiss Beyonce new music out. But let's go back to Danny because I know you are tracking Taylor Swift's news today and this major winter Listen, storm <laughs> on a day where I have been 100 percent in the weather world when we right. had such big Taylor Swift news, uh -huh. you know, what What's going Impressive. on in the weather world is busy, right? All right. morning long, I've been keeping a close eye on these subtle changes and shifts to this forecast. I want to get right to it. What you need to see is the info. Uh, right now, it looks like timing doesn't necessarily change. The onset is about 12 hours from now. Rain at first, transitioning to snow overnight into tomorrow morning. What has changed is when the brunt of this arrives. It's backing up a little bit. Now, the heaviest snow and the steadiest snow seems to start right around 6 o'clock tomorrow morning through the middle of the day. That is really poor timing when it comes to the morning commute. Totals have increased. New York City right on the border of two to four to four to eight. Depending on which borough you live in, you could see four plus or just under four. But north of I-287, eight to 12 inches of snow with blustery wind that can lead to visibility issues, the potential for power outages. And the main weather worry, of course, is the timing when it comes to the morning commute. Right now, all good. 40 degrees out there in New York City. You see 30s for our northern suburbs with the cloud cover starting to slide in. But as we zoom out, you can see that storm system off to our south and west through the course of your Monday, it's mainly increasing clouds dry through the daylight hours by about 10 p.m. That's when we start to see the shower show up after midnight. The rain turns to snow with the heaviest, steadiest snow from about 6 a.m. on again, really terrible timing when it comes to the morning commute and check out these snow totals. They have changed. We've seen a steady trend in the modeling each run bringing us a little more snow, a little more snow. So that's a good indicator that this is going to be a serious winter storm. Of course, we're staying on this and I'll have that full forecast for you coming up. All right. Look forward to the forecast. Maybe not what it says. Yeah, <laughs> the forecast. Danny, thank you. Back to our top stories this morning and a man recovering after he was shot in the back in the Flatiron District. This unfolded around nine last night on 20th Street. Cops now questioning a person of interest in the shooting. A gun was recovered at the scene and we know the victim was taken to the hospital in stable condition. Police, though, say at this point he is not cooperating with the investigation. Two hearings are scheduled today in former President Trump's federal classified documents case. The judge in the case is to discuss how federal classified documents will be handled at trial. The former president is expected to be there. It'll be the first time the former president has attended any of the proceedings in his classified documents case since he was arraigned in June. Tomorrow is the final chance for voters to weigh in on who should replace disgraced and expelled ex-Congressman George Santos. Democrat Tom Swasey and Republican Mozzie Pillup now competing to fill that seat for the 3rd Congressional District, representing parts of Queens and Long Island. Swasey is meeting with voters this morning in Glen Cove in Nassau County. Later today, we expect Pillup to get out a vote event and to head there. We're going to have a live report on the state of the race 
which has huge implications, potentially nationally even, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Now, one of the topics that has generated a lot of discussion in this special election is the migrant crisis. Yeah, New York City is now imposing a curfew on 20 more shelters, and this is happening after some high-profile violent crimes allegedly involve migrants. Eyewitness News reporter Reagan Meggie live in Long Island City, Queens with the details. Yeah, guys, we talk about 20 more shelters. That's because there already are four migrant shelters that have these curfews in place, those curfews put in place last month. Now, of those 20, we're standing in front of one. This one here in Long Island City houses nearly 1,000 single men. Starting tonight, the curfew begins for the foreseeable future. Now, that curfew is from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's when asylum seekers must be inside the shelter. City Hall says this is for the health and the safety of the migrants in the city's care. In addition, for New Yorkers in surrounding communities. This curfew is being implemented during an uptick in arrests of migrants involved in high profile crimes, most recently an assault on NYPD officers. Then that shooting involving a teen suspect in Midtown and a robbery pattern happening in the Bronx. Now we spoke with one of the migrants here in Long Island City about how he feels about the curfew each day. Oh, me, it's, me. it's okay, it's okay, because 11 from 11, you know, p.m. to 6 a.m. in the morning, it's okay. But the problem is, you know, some of us, you know, they, you know, they work in the night. That is the problem. That is the issue. You want to come some of us, because, you know, some of us, they work around maybe 4, 4 p.m. in the evening. Maybe they will close around maybe 1, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. So if they came here, you know, that is the problem. So he, along with other migrants we've spoken to, say that is a concern. What happens to the migrants who maybe have a shift that starts later on in the day and then it bleeds over into midnight or one o'clock in the morning or those who start really early, like three or four in the morning? So that's a, a concern on many of the minds here at the migrant shelters. Then we talk about how many migrants are being impacted, about 3,600 across the city. Now that not only in includes the single men, but also families as well. We're live here in Long Island City in Queens. Reagan Meggie, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. We'll see how it all works out, Reagan. Thank you. Some other stories we are following. Police in Queens now searching for the driver behind an unusual hit and run incident. We're told the victim jumped onto the hood of a Nissan Pathfinder. This was in Springfield Gardens and then started punching the windshield. Witnesses say the driver hit the brakes and the victim rolled off, smashing his head on the pavement. The driver then left the scene. Now, according to neighbors, another driver shielded the victim to protect that victim from being run over by other vehicle traffic. That victim now in serious condition. In Connecticut, two people were killed when gunfire broke out at a house party in Hartford. One gunman opened fire in the home Saturday morning when things got heated. Police say the shooter killed one person, wounded another. That's when another man allegedly intervened and killed the gunman. The shooting victim who survived is expected physically to recover. Well, some terrifying moments right before a Sunday service at Joel Osteen's mega church at Houston, where a woman opened fire. Police in Houston say the woman entered the church with a long rifle and she was with a small child before she started shooting. Off-duty police officers at the church fired at the shooter, killing her. Two others were injured, including that kid that was with the shooter. Cops in Houston still investigating a possible motive for the shooting. In the war in the Mideast, uh, Israel faces mounting pressure over its plan to invade Rafah. 
a border town along the border uh, with Egypt in Gaza. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has threatened to suspend the peace treaty if Israel is kept from pushing into the town to continue to rescue hostages. That's where the two who were just uh, rescued came from. President Biden also weighed in, warning Israel against a ground operation without a plan to protect civilians. Netanyahu said the invasion is needed in order to secure a total victory over Hamas, but also insisted that protecting civilians remains a priority. If you're like me and have uh, used a credit card recently, maybe already today a couple times, uh, you want to hear this story. For those that have swiped credit cards recently, you might notice you're actually being used, uh, you're being charged to use it. Now, the charge itself is not new, but that alert, it might be. In New York, businesses now have to be upfront that you're being charged to use a credit card. Yeah, we've all been talking about this. Mm -hmm. This is a new law that went into effect over the weekend, and it really requires more transparency. Kimberly Richardson, check this out. She talked to New Yorkers. I look at the bill and it's like, whoa, 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 where did all these extra charges come from? Gabby isn't alone. It's a problem countless credit card users have been faced with and furious over, realizing after they've purchased something, they've unknowingly paid more than expected. New York's Department of State created this cheeky animation highlighting what business owners are up against. In this case, Margie. She's just learned that every credit card transaction will cost her a processing fee. Now a new law, which takes effect today, aimed at providing more consumer protection and transparency when it comes to credit card surcharges. Folks here on the Upper East Side were excited about the change. It's an inconvenience that racks up, but I, there should be awareness. Moving forward, businesses must limit credit card surcharges to the same amount charged by the credit card company. Also, they must clearly display the total price, including those fees, and also offer a two-tiered option side-by-side, side, showing what it would cost if you pay with cash. The don'ts? Simply putting up a sign saying a fee is applied to all credit card sales. It's illegal or adding a line item on the receipt for, say, a convenience service or processing fee. Everything has an extra charge, everything has an extra cost, and it's just getting a little out of hand. The state has created this video and a guide for businesses to help them adjust. The new law does not apply to debit cards. Kimberly Richardson, Channel 7, Eyewitness News. So you spend $100, it's $3.00 and the business can't charge you $5. It's basically, you know, and this isn't your fee that you're paying your interest rate. Mm -hmm. That's on top of all of this. Yeah, if you don't right? pay off the Right, if you don't pay yeah. it off every yeah, single every month. month yeah. But, um, and this fee's been around, but now the businesses have been increasingly pushing it on to consumers instead of absorbing it themselves. Mm -hmm. So they have to say, listen, it's gonna cost you 3% more if you use your card. If you pay cash, it's gonna be the price is the price. But now they have to do two price tags on everything. You wanna do that? No. No, that's a lot of work but for I small businesses. don't wanna carry around cash. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear yeah, you. That is a big, uh, big change. So, have yeah. to get used to it, I guess. Right. Uh, coming up, came down to the wire, but the Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back -back Super Bowl champs. So we're gonna take a look at some of the big moments that really made the game, especially in the second half, and even into overtime. And we're going to have the reaction from Taylor Swift. <laughs>
Plus, new technology to talk about giving hope to women when it comes to detecting breast cancer. The new study that shows there could be a less invasive way for nearly half the population. All right, guys, especially parents, this is big news. I was just informed of this, and so now we're scrambling to make some plans. Breaking right now, all New York City schools will be remote tomorrow. The mayor just tweeted out this information, saying the decision was made due to this incoming winter storm that Danny's been talking about. We'll have a full look at that storm, what we can expect with it, with the timing, the totals, and all of that. When we come back, mornings at 10 continues. The bill is looking to make New York the first city to run its own human milk bank. The bill would require the city to create its own municipal human milk bank to process, store, distribute the donated milk. It would allow mothers to donate extra breast milk to help other premature babies in prenatal care and mothers. There is a new imaging technique that could offer more accurate and less invasive breast cancer diagnoses. It's called low-dose positron emission mammography. It's a big mouthful. Mm -hmm. So it's also called PEM, easier to remember. PEM uses injectable radioactive material to see breast cancer and also know the extent of tissue invasion to know how far it may have spread. Mammography is still the gold standard. You got to get a mammogram after age 40 for breast cancer screening. Does not work as well on dense breast tissue. People with dense breast tissue often require additional breast imaging. MRI scans, for example. So in this small study, radiologists used PEM and found that it returned fewer false positive results than MRI scans. Larger clinical trials, of course, are needed, but if they're successful, experts say the new technology could significantly lessen the emotional distress associated with false positives and lead to a drop in unnecessary biopsies and treatments. I mean, yes. Right. And the emotional yeah. distress, you know, and that leads to more anxiety about people even getting a mammogram and getting the testing. So. Any, right. any progress is, is needed. Always ask. Uh, there are free mammogram centers out there and opportunities, days on which you can get a free one. Well, if you don't follow her on social media, Stacey Sager, our super talented, super strong friend and Eyewitness News reporter, is once again battling breast cancer. This is her third fight, just like she did with the first two fights. Stacey's telling her own story in great detail as she hopes to help and protect and inspire other people. Beautiful Kathleen is getting set to give me doxyrubicin, otherwise known as the Red Devil. Chemo. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's really, really hard. You feel really, really bad. You feel nauseous. You feel tired. You feel dry. You know, 30-year-old Stacy would have been horrified by chemo. That woman seems like a girl to me now. 44-year-old Stacy would have been horrified by chemo, but would have muddled through. We're done with the Red Devil. No more. 56-year-old Stacy's taking no more chances. It's just, let's get on with it. She is such a warrior. Yeah, three decades, three cancers, streaming right now at ABC7 and Y. And be sure to join us tomorrow right here, mornings at 10. Stacy will be in studio to talk about her, her journey. Oof. We love you, Stacy. Thinking about you, excited to have yeah. this conversation tomorrow and also spread the word. And that's what she's been doing right. is documenting yeah. all this stuff on social media and warning other people to take all the proper precautions you can. She's so, so loved. Yeah. And the emotion that I think I all know. three of us are feeling right now, it's, I know. it's because of how loved she is and yeah. how admired her, uh, how much I admire her personally. Yeah, she's so strong.
Oh, man, an overtime thriller to end Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs made it two in a row with their second straight Super Bowl win. The team became the first back-to-back -back Super Bowl champions in 19 years, their third championship in just five years. All of this news to Mike Marza. Kidding. <laughs> He's the biggest fan ever. Immediately after the game, top of mind, going for that fourth ring and third championship in a row. I mean, I'm going to celebrate tonight, I'm going to celebrate at the parade, and then I'm going to do whatever I can to be back in this game next year and trying to go for that three-peat. So uh, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing in the NFL. I think Tom said it best, is once you win that championship and you have those parades and you get those rings, you're not the champ anymore. You have to come back with that same mentality. I know, this is one of the greatest teams of all time. To go back-to-back, that's another tier of, of team. And of course, yep. Travis Kelsey, you just heard him from him there, celebrated with his girlfriend, Taylor Swift, the two embracing, sharing a kiss in the middle of the pandemonium. I mean, she was there with a group of her friends, included, including New York's very own, the Bronx's Ice Spice. Love seeing her part of the crew. We're going to, uh, to break down the celebs a little bit later in the game. But man, between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, we've got a, an album of the year this year, a, uh, this week, a yeah. Super Bowl championship great. this week. A lot of trophies yeah. won yeah. this week. And come on. They're doing all right. Yeah, no, it, it, good. it was great. Our kids stayed up late. Our our baby of the family, our five-year-old <laughs> bounced at about the third quarter. She <laughs> fell asleep. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but the older two made it up. Look There's Roman and Mila. They stayed up to see, Aww. barely, they made it, uh, you know, to see the end of the game. And they're very excited to mark history. And uh, I apologize to their teachers today because they're incredibly <laughs> tired and we'll be paying for that later on as well. But, Aww. you know, speaking of teachers, as we transition now into the celebration week and all of that, people excited. Today's the least productive day for for work you, it, yeah. across the country for Super Bowl. Are you feeling that personally? Actually, not really, because now we great. have a lot of breaking news. And so I was right. talking about teachers tomorrow. It's going to be a remote learning day for New York City schools. The mayor just tweeted that out because of this impending storm. So that is a very early call by the mayor because the timing on this is going to be mm -hmm. terrible for people trying to get to work or school tomorrow. And listen, right. for working parents, this is a nightmare. Yes. When you're hearing this the day before, scrambling to make plans. <sighs> yes. But given what we've seen, the trends in forecast modeling and data over the past 24 hours or so, it looks more and more likely that this is going to be a pretty significant snowfall event across the board. You don't have to go too far north of New York City to find 8 to 12 inches of yeah. snow possible. And the city itself, the five boroughs, kind of right on the line of 2 to 4 and four to eight. So that puts us in a place where, yeah, it's difficult and downright dangerous as you head out the door tomorrow morning. And you gotta just make those plans now to give yourself extra time to get where you're going, extra It is a bizarre case captured on video. Police say this person in the surveillance video is shopping on a motorized scooter while, get this, sitting on the severed leg mm. of a woman, a woman he's accused of murdering. And what's even worse, if it can get worse, it's not the first time. My goodness, these disturbing details, all part of our latest episode of True Crime NYC, a new series you can now stream on Hulu or anywhere you stream Eyewitness News. So joining us here, investigative reporter Dan Krauth to talk to us about it. I mean, you've been working on this for a while. What a disturbing case. It is, and it can get worse. You know, we oh. cover a lot of stories, but this is one of the most unusual cases I have ever covered. Harvey Marcelin is ready to stand trial the next few weeks for the murder of Susan Layden, who is a mother originally from New Jersey. Marcelin's accused of killing her, chopping up her body, oh. and leaving the pieces around Brooklyn, and in some of that video you saw, riding around on a motorized scooter with a severed leg underneath Marcelin. And this is just the beginning. Marcelin has a long history of violence towards women, and we put together a little sneak peek for you. Okay. We see the foot coming out of the bag. We got something bad here. How crazy he really must be. Some of the things that they find, I think most people would be shocked by it. 
This is a treasure trove for investigators. The craziest thing is he killed again when he was 80. I mean, who would have ever thought that? A charming side, yes. And a silence of the lamb side. Wow, Ugh. just so chilling, Dan. I mean, it, it's just unbelievable. It is, and the, one of the reasons why we picked this case to look at is because we wanted to know, a lot of people are questioning, how was Marston allowed to be free in the first place? Right. So I literally went into the archives for the story, going back about 65 years, looking through parole board transcripts in the city archives, because back in the 60s, Marston was accused, actually convicted, of killing his then-girlfriend in Harlem and was sentenced to life behind bars, but shortly after being convicted, the sentencing laws changed, so they released Marcelin. Less than two years later, Marcelin's accused of killing another girlfriend, stabbing her to get to death, and leaving her body in a bag in Central Park. And then at 83, was released again. So we're looking at systematic troubles as to why someone who kept getting convicted yeah. kept getting released. And I actually sat face to face with someone who sat face to face with Marcelin, and she painted a picture for what it was like to be around Marcelin in the first place. And we can have a listen to that. He used the word henpecked. They start to henpeck him. And when he's henpecked, Basically, he said all bets are off. And he also said he warns these women and he's warned them about this other side of him. He said, I tell them, you don't want to see that side of me. In fact, we talked to forensic psychologists. We talked to the original detective who found the body in Central Park, hunting them down to get a first-hand account. And this story has so many layers. I wrote Harvey Marcelin a letter in jail. Instead of writing me back, Marceline called me on the phone to say she no longer goes by Harvey Marceline, but Marceline Harvey, because at 83 years old, is transitioning and now identifies as a lesbian and has since been moved to a jail facility that houses women. So there are many layers to the story. Wow. Uh, that's just so, so many different turns <laughs> oh on this. Gosh. Wow is the right word. What, right? Uh, put in general uh, proximity to other women? Yes, yes. So he's, This person who we know. Yeah has a history of violence towards women, yes. Killing them. But that's and how Marcelin identifies now, so we had to work with the experts and even how to craft this story in the first place because it, Harvey Marcelin has many different stages during many different stages of life. Well, so much to get to, so it's no surprise that you're laying this out in this new series, and you can watch the episode called The Senior Serial Killer right now on Hulu or at ABC7 NY. There are two other episodes involving other solved crimes that you can watch and catch up on as well. But Dan, great work as always. I mean, I, you know, I asked you before we started this conversation, yeah. How do you go home and just kind of, sh these are so heavy, yeah. do you these know details. I, you know what I do? I go home and watch true crime episodes. <laughs> no. I can't, I, can't, I can't explain it. That's one of the reasons right. they're doing the first place. Interesting to point out oh. though, Marceline has maintained her innocence in this latest, in his case, but has admitted to the first two murders. All right, Dan. Mm. Yes. Thank you. That makes me very worried. Thank you, Dan. That makes you. me angry. Yes.